you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia. And how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 261 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, the A's lose to the Rays. I'm going to go over some of Cole Irvin's stats from this season, what he was doing last night that made him uh, so effective, even though he ended up with the loss. Uh, that is not his fault. That is the offense's fault. We'll talk about that another day. Uh, I'm also going to get go over the Rays starter who's making his major league starting debut. He pitched in the playoffs, but it's Shane McClanahan. Uh, what to expect from him for the Rays? And also, uh, what did the Orioles do last night? I'm going <laughs> to, spoiler, uh, it wasn't good. They did not do much. So uh, that's what we got coming up for you guys today. But before I get started, this episode is being brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me on Saturday at one o'clock for game time. We're going to watch the first few innings of that game against the Orioles. So be sure to get in on the action. Locker Room change the way that we talk sports, and I believe that that app is now available, at least in beta form, for uh, Android as well. So if you have an Apple or an Android, uh, you can come join that conversation. So be sure to be there on Saturday at 1 o'clock for first pitch. Should be a lot of fun talking some A's baseball. Also, make sure to follow us on social media, at LockedOnA's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. Uh, Download the app, you guys. And also, uh, if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's get Get into last night's game. The A's lost to the Rays two to nothing. Tyler Glass now was electric. He was really, really good. Uh, the A's put some guys on base. Couldn't get that big hit though. Uh, it just eluded them the entire game, especially in the ninth inning when uh, that would have been nice. And I'll get into a managerial move uh, that I mentioned in our post game video uh, that. I, I would have liked to have seen. I looked at some of the stats and the move makes sense. But in retrospect, obviously, everybody's, you know, playing armchair quarterback on that one. So but let's go with Tyler Glasner. Let's start with him. He was the star of the game. He got the win in the two to nothing Rays win. He went seven innings, gave up five hits, zero earned, didn't walk anybody and struck out 10. That's a that's a pretty good line right there. I think he has like a one five three ERA on the season. He's been a friggin beast. And the A's have a, a decently hard time hitting velocity and he pumps fastballs. That's just what he does. Uh, Cole Irvin on the other side of that. He went six innings, gave up seven hits, two earned runs, walked one, and struck out a career-high eight. So Cole Irvin was not being pushed around by any means. This is his third straight start that was solid. He has like a 1-5 ERA over his last three starts. He has a 3-6-7 ERA on the season. And if you can get an accumulation of a 3-6-7 from Cole Irvin, somebody that they've just paid cash for during the offseason, yeah, I think you take that. You have that guy in your rotation. And that's why Mike Fires is waiting for somebody to get blown up in the bullpen because everybody's pitching, you know, okay right now. Sean Manayan, Cole Irvin are the best two pitchers in the starting rotation right now. Who had that before the season started? Uh, not, not me, but I'm not 
surprised. I'm just saying I thought that other guys would be there along the journey with them. And, uh, you know, Chris Bassett, who had a very solid 2020, he's not quite there yet. Uh, maybe he turns it around against the rookie in Tampa Bay on Thursday. Uh, Jesus Luzardo, I was hoping for a little bit more consistency out of him this year. He's shown spurts, but he just needs to put it all together more consistently. And then uh, Frankie Montas, he got blown up once and uh, has not. He's been OK. He's been fine. For what the A's need, he's been fine. Uh, I think that he has probably the best stuff in the rotation. Um, but, you know, that's that. Uh, Cole Irvin has been a beast. That's that's my talking point right there. He's not getting run support. We need to get him some runs on the board. He, the two wins that he has provided for the team, he got a little bit of run support. Not a lot, just a little bit of run support. And I'll get into him a little bit later in the episode as well. But let's get into the bottom of the fifth, which is where the Rays did their damage. Uh, he gave up a solo home run to uh, Mike Zanino in the bottom of the fifth with two outs. Two outs, by the way. And uh, it, it went off the catwalk. And I am not a fan of catwalks because uh, that was stupid. It it hit the catwalk and then just dropped into the play the playing field. And that... What is that? No. And I'm not going to make fun of their ballpark because uh, that happens to the Coliseum all the time. And it's a tired argument. It's stupid. I just don't like the catwalks. I want to get them a retractable roof. That's what I want. I, I, I don't want them to like implode anything. I don't want them to move or, you know, call them a disgrace to baseball or anything. And I'm not being tongue in cheek. I'm not saying that I, I'm these are the things that you hear about Tampa Bay or Oakland. And uh, that, that's stupid. I let the fans like where they get to play baseball because as an, as an A's fan, I love the Coliseum. I know it's a crappy place. I love being there. They don't have catwalks in Oakland though. And that's why I'm sticking to the catwalk thing. But, uh, back to the bottom of the fifth here with two out, it went home run walk single single. That's the two runs that the, uh, that the race scored. And it was four batters is all that, uh, Cole Irvin had struggled with. He went back out there in the sixth, completed another inning. It looked very solid in the sixth inning. His pitch count got up there. So he was pulled from the game and, uh, you know, that, that stinks. That's the way the baseball goes. Sometimes you're not going to win them all. Obviously. I mean, this week, you're not going to win them all the last two weeks they did, but Generally, you're not going to go on a 13-game winning streak. This is the A's first losing streak since going 1-7 and seven and then running off 13 consecutive. So uh, it's weird losing back-to-back -back games. They have a decent shot on Thursday. So uh, I'll get into that here in the second segment a little bit. But uh, I do want to point out some, some Bob Melvin moves here real quick. And one thing that I do like that he's been doing is resting some of the everyday guys. I know that that means more Vimeo Machine playing time, which uh, you may be on board for or not. Uh, he's looked okay. He's not a great bat in the bottom of the lineup, and he kind of shortens the lineup a little bit, where it's one through six as opposed to like one through seven or maybe eight, depending on how Elvis Andrews is doing or if, you know, uh, Sean Murphy's in the lineup. But getting Chapman a day off on Tuesday, solid. Getting uh, Elvis Andrews and Sean Murphy a day off on Wednesday on that turf, I think that that is good, especially considering Sean Murphy's injury history. And there's no way that Sean Murphy was going to play three straight games, uh, I don't think, at this point in the season. In the playoffs, sure, he'll be in there every single game. But uh, there's a there's an afternoon game tomorrow. He was probably only going to play three or four at best this series. So, and you know, get, get him a day off with the turf. I'm okay with that. He got a pinch hit opportunity. He got a hit on the infield, so that was fun. Um, Seth Brown, I, I know that I talked about him for a minute the other day, but he, uh, for zoning out for a second, but 
He was the only A's player to not strike out in this game, and kudos to him on that. He also had three hard-hit balls, I believe, and uh, he's the only guy that did that too. So he's swinging a decent bat. He's he's a good guy. I like having him in there, and I think that he's going to be a strictly a platoon guy with primarily Stephen Piscotty. Maybe they'll be in the same lineup every now and then, but uh, Seth Brown against righties, Stephen Piscotty against uh, lefties, and I think that that's, that's a good platoon. I think that you can get the best out of each of those guys with that platoon. Uh, but I do want to touch on, just real quick, the move that I mentioned in my post-game video on the Locked On A's account, and that is just uh, Mitch Moreland was pinch hit for in the ninth inning to lead off the ninth for Jed Lowry. Jed Lowry came in. He's a switch hitter. Obviously, you can get whatever matchup you want against the lefty. And looking at the numbers, it makes perfect sense. And I know that it makes perfect sense. But as a manager, I feel like you might have to plan for the contingencies where if you know he does get on base or if he doesn't get on base, what happens in the next couple of batters? Are you tying the game right there? Or are you going for the win? What's going on and who's coming up later? And later in that in that lineup is Tony Kemp, who had had some decent at-bats. I had a little bit of faith, but he's not the guy that you, I'd rather have Lowry up in that situation, honestly, with two guys on. Or you could have Vimeo Machin, who actually ended up uh, getting the final out of the game. So I'd rather have Jed Lowry in that situation and see what Mitch Moreland does. Jed Lowry made the first out of the inning, so uh, his at-bat didn't necessarily matter, but he would have been facing a different pitcher later on in the inning if he had faced... He, he faced uh, Springs. Springs, I believe. Yeah, the lefty Springs, as opposed to the righty uh, Diego Castillo. And would he have had better success against Diego Castillo? I'm not sure. But judging just by righty-lefty splits for the season so far... It was the right move to make, but in retrospect, you question it just a little bit. And that's all that I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to throw shade at Bob Melvin because we're basically in step on everything. He copies what I say. Uh, he's usually a day behind me, but because he has to listen to the podcast first before he can make these decisions, obviously. Um, but judging just by the stats and I'm, I'm sure that the front office has much better stats than these, but just splits righty-lefty. Uh, Lowry against righties, 220 with a 316 on base, and against lefties, 344 with a 382 on base. So you like those chances for Lowry against the lefty. He didn't get it done in this one. Maybe he does it uh, th the next time around. Maybe he does it on Thursday. We'll find out. Uh, Mitch Moreland against righties, 262 with a 347 on base. Against lefties, 143 with a 222 on base. So with Springs in there, obviously 143 and 222 are not good numbers for Mitch Moreland. But, you know, he he's a solid veteran player. And I think that he may have had a different approach in that certain situation. Uh, can he handle heat? I'm not sure. Um, but knowing what we know, I'm not trying to second guess Bob Melvin. I'm just saying, eh, maybe there was more to it that maybe he didn't consider, or maybe he did. And he was like, these numbers are really good. I think we have a better shot of getting the leadoff man on with Jed Lowry. And uh, he didn't get it done. So that's why I'm talking about it now. But, uh, you know, no shade, just things to think about. Just trying to broaden your horizons as you're watching the A's games along with me and tweeting along with us at Locked On A's on Twitter. Uh, but that is all that I got for the game recap here. Coming up, I'm talking about Shane McClanahan. What's he about? You got to stay locked in with Locked On A's to find out. 
This episode is being brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. So if you like the A's, join Locker Room. Find me at by Jason B. That's all you got to do. And then we can have a conversation about baseball. I'm going to be hosting rooms for Locked On A's once a week. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to each and every day. All you got to do is download the Locker Room app and you can talk with me whenever, well, I mean, whenever I go live, not whenever you want, because I, I, I don't do that. I'm not like a genie. But <laughs> once a week, I am there for 45 minutes to an hour. And uh, it's a lot of fun. I've had a great conversation with a lot of different people. And I thoroughly enjoy reaching out to each and every one of you guys. Sometimes you guys uh, inspire me in a direction for the episode. And I thoroughly appreciate that because, you know, it's a long season. And sometimes uh, I, I want to know what you guys are thinking and not necessarily what I'm thinking. So I, I appreciate people that have joined me on Locker Room. But if you want to join me on Locker Room, it is the perfect place to start or join conversations about baseball. And you'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You will have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on the Locked On A's podcast through our locker room conversations. Uh, we record them. I haven't used the audio yet, but we do record them. And if something cool happens, I will definitely use that in the episode. So uh, come with some hot takes and I will use them on the episode. Uh, go download the free locker room app now currently available on all iOS devices. I believe there is also a beta version for Android. So check that out. Get back to me. Let me know. Um, also, be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest updates. Follow me at ByJasonB to be notified when my room goes live. I know you don't want to miss it. I'm planning on being live this Saturday at 1 o'clock for first pitch for the A's. I can't wait to hear everybody's thoughts on the A's, and I'll see you guys there. Locker room changing the way we talk sports. Today's episode is also brought to you guys by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box and let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com and with that, welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like here in podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. Make sure to download it. I'm going live on Saturday. And if you have any questions for us, I'm doing that mailbag next week. So let me know what is on your mind. You can uh, DM me on either of the social media platforms or you guys can email us at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's get into Thursday's matchup. It's Chris Bassett against Shane McClanahan. Chris Bassett is looking good. He's, I've been branding him the bend, but don't break guy. Uh, I don't know if that will be able to continue. If the way he has been pitching will work against the Rays because they are a patient team. They hunt mistakes and they, they drive in those runs. So if he gets second and third with one out, 
I don't expect the Rays to come up empty on that one because they're a solid team. They come up in big situations, so he might have to up his game just a little bit. Uh, it could be a shootout, too. I, I don't know much about Shane McClanahan. I went on MLBPipeline.com, uh, saw a little bit about him, and so here's what I got for you. He is the number five prospect in the Rays system. He's also a lefty. Uh, lefties, tough. He throws really hard. Uh, it was also his birthday on Wednesday. It must be extremely tough sharing a birthday with Matt Chapman, but somehow he does it. He is now 24 years old, so uh, happy birthday to Shane McClanahan. Hopefully the A's are party poopers and light your crap up. <laughs> he is a six foot one lefty, and according to the scouting grades, the 20 to 80 scale, if you're un unfamiliar, uh, 20 is bad, 80 is good, So uh, and 45 is league average. So uh, he has a 70 fastball, very good fastball. He has a 60 slider, very good slider. He has a 50 changeup, roughly league average, but you know, it has a 24 year old making his first uh, appearance as a starter in the, in the regular season. He's pitched in the playoffs, but uh, I'll get into that here in just a second. Uh, 40, 50, that, that could be improved upon maybe to a 55 or something. And that's a solid three pitch mix. The Tampa Bay Times also said that he threw a uh, curveball, but MLB Pipeline did not have a curveball in there. So uh, I guess we'll find out on that one. I have nothing on the on the curveball because MLB Pipeline did not tell me uh, that he threw one and then subsequently did not tell me how hard he throws it. So I'm going with what MLB Pipeline did for the scouting aspect of this. And uh, they say that he touches 100. Coming out of the bullpen, he was going 101 in the playoffs. I don't know that he's going to be reaching that high. He, he'll, I think that they said that he's going around 95 to 98, which is still really fast. And if he has 101 in the tank, why not just reach back every now and then and just be like, hey, look what I did. I broke the scoreboard. That was fun. Um, he has a, also has a hard wipeout slider that's in the mid nineties. So basically everything that he's throwing is hard. His changeup is even hard. That comes in at like 91 on, on the high end, but you know, 91 miles an hour for a changeup is just ridiculous. Um, so that should be a fun, fun day for the A's. If they guess right on a pitch, then they can probably do some, some good damage. Or if he is unable to locate some pitches. I think that those are the two things. Uh, guess right and hope that he can't locate so that you have a better chance of guessing right at a fastball down the middle. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, one thing that I did see in the Tampa Bay Times, though, is that he has built up for about four innings. They didn't give me a pitch count on that, but four innings, I probably going around 60 pitches. So he's around 60 pitches. And then you can get him out of the game, which means that the A's are going to be going against the Rays bullpen, which locked on Rays host Ulysses Zambrano said in our crossover, you'll want to face the A's, uh, the, the, the Rays bullpen if you are the A's right now because they've had so many injuries. They don't have Nick Anderson right now. Uh, we, we haven't seen him, obviously. Uh, they're also missing uh, Freaky Eyes, Pete Fairbanks. And so they're a little bit depleted. And it looks like the A's can... They can get to Diego Castillo. I don't know if they will, but it looks like they, they've got some hits against them. Let's see what happens in that regard. Uh, he played in four playoff games. This is Shane McClanahan again. Uh, he played in four playoff games, gave up four runs across four and a third innings pitched, gave up eight hits in four and a third innings. That's not great. He also walked two and struck out four. Um, he's probably going to be a tough matchup, and he's 
playing for the first time in front of fans. His family's going to be there. Maybe that's too much pressure for this young 24-year-old. But maybe he's, you know, another raised pitcher that just comes out throwing gas and he's going to be part of their stable. It looks like they want to keep him in the rotation. So maybe they're going to use it as a learning experience for him if he does get into some trouble. And uh, that could work out in favor of the A's. It's going to be an interesting matchup. I I don't know what to expect from this kid, but um, I added him in all of my fantasy leagues because it looks like he's going to be here for a while and he throws 101. So I'm excited. Excited to see. Hopefully the A's offense can get a couple of runs against him and Chris Bassett can uh, hold down the Rays and we'll see what goes on from there. But uh, yeah, that, that's the, the scouting report on Jay McClanahan is uh, hope, I guess. Uh, we will see what happens there. Uh, coming up on the show, I'm going to go over a couple of Cole Irvin stats that I found interesting from this season. And I'm also going to go over the O's and Yankees game because the O's are the next opponent for the A's and we got to get ready for them, even though we just saw them got to be ready. Who's getting hot with the bats? Uh, There's one guy and there's only one guy. Uh, So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at betonline.ag. This week has tons of sports action on the go as the NFL draft is tonight. The Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg in the Triple Crown. And so that begins this weekend. Uh, if you like baseball, just throw money at baseball. Why not? Uh, you can also get all the latest news, odds, and info on all of your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC or MMA action. Before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And to get that, you have to enter the promo code LOCKED ON for that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And that is why everybody says that Bet Online are your online sportsbook experts. This episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition rings at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today, rings sure to bring joy to her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring. Ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece, they're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only on BlueNile.com. And hello, welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. Uh, Maybe I'll start doing that. That was weird and I like it. Um, If you like the show, (laughs) make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. If you have any questions for us for that mailbag episode next week, make sure to email them to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's get into Cole Irvin just real quick and then I'll touch on the Orioles and then uh, we'll, we'll go out of there and we'll have a good day. So Cole Irvin's 367 ERA is two runs better than Lucas Giolito right now. Uh, Lucas Giolito, a front runner preseason, or I hate the word preseason, in spring training for AL Cy Young. Right now, Cole Irvin, who was just purchased for cash from the Phillies, has a 
an ERA that's two runs better. Small sample size. This is why we don't take stats too seriously this early, but still, two runs better than Lucas Giolito right now. And I think, I mean, obviously he's pitched better over the course of everything, but Giolito has had one start where he didn't allow any runs and he's allowed multiple runs in the rest of them. And he got blown up in one for sure. But Cole Irvin has allowed one run or two runs in the other two starts. And then he gave up four in his first two. But he's been really, really good. That's all I'm trying to say. Uh, he is also two and a half runs better than Luis Castillo, who is very good pitcher for the Reds. He does not have it this season so far. He has an ERA around six and a half. So uh, Cole Irvin pitching really good. I feel good about this. I, I like that uh, he was on the podcast before the season started. If you haven't listened to that, he's a great guy. Go listen to it's a long conversation, but uh, go listen to that. Uh, he, he's fantastic. Uh, I do want to point out a couple of quick stats. Uh, one of those is that his chase rate is in the 83rd percentile for the season, which means he, he's getting he's getting guys to chase. It's, it's, it's really that, so, that simple. Um, I thought that that was interesting. Um, I don't know if that was in including uh, Wednesday's start just yet, but uh, either way, really, really solid performance out of him. Uh, I also want to point out that they, the, the announced team was saying that his changeup was working really, really well and all that stuff. Uh, and I disagree because I was looking at stats. Uh, it was It was effective, but I don't think that it was as effective at getting whiffs as in previous uh, in previous starts. So what I wanted to point out here is that on the season, his changeup has a whiff rate of 36.1%, which is really good. That's that's a that's swing and miss pitch, you guys. His, his changeup is his bread and butter. And if it's not working, then he might be screwed. Against the Rays, it was 20%. So obviously, they were, they were able to sit changeup and do damage with that. I don't think they were actually doing damage with it, but he was not be getting the swings and misses that he wanted, even though he had a career high in strikeouts at eight. But the thing that he did, because if you listen to the, uh, to the interview that I did with him, he's a very cerebral pitcher and the, being the cerebral guy that he is, he threw more fastballs than any other pitch. And mostly this season, he's been a sinker guy, which is why he came on the podcast in the first place. So he switched up what he usually does against a team like the Rays and it worked out for him. And he gave up two runs in six innings. That's not a bad start against a team that was in the friggin' world series last year. I know that their offense isn't as you know scary as the Yankees. Yankees or the Astros or anything like that, but this is still a, a solid lineup uh, top to bottom. So he switched it up. He went with fastballs and he got a 31% whiff rate against the Rays. 31 uh, whiff percentage, not rate percentage. That's my bad. But 31%, that is way higher than his 5.4% whiff rate on the season. He doesn't throw hard, but he was able to change speeds on them enough that he surprised them with his fastball. And that is why he has had success this season. Uh, I wanted to share that with you. Big Cole Irvin fan on this side of the microphone, uh, mostly because he sat down with me for an hour. I know that I say that all the time, but uh, that that endeared me to him. And he's he was also a great guy to talk to. So uh, good job on Cole Irvin. We need to get him back on the podcast very, very soon. But uh Let's move on to the Orioles game from Wednesday. They lost to the Yankees seven to nothing, and the A's have been held or the uh, the O's. <laughs> I was going to talk about a crappy offense, and I almost said the A's, who have also not been scoring runs this series. But the Rays are a different beast, and I know that uh, that John Means held them down too. And it's been four games without a bunch of offense. Oh no! But uh, I don't think that the sky is falling just yet. Uh, you know, it, they'll get better. It, 
these things happen. It's fine. They're two and two in the last. No, they're one and three. And damn it, they're one and three. Uh, the sky is falling. Never mind what I just said. But let's get back to the O's. They have been held to five runs in their last three games. Four of those came uh, three games ago. So that's not great. Uh, Trey Mancini had a double on Tuesday which was two days ago, and he had two singles on Wednesday, so he is uh, effectively their hottest hitter right now, even though they have scored one run in two games. Uh, one little thing that I think that could play a decent-sized role in their, their series with the Orioles, the A's and Orioles, over the weekend is that Freddie Galvis has missed the last two games with a groin, I'm going to say strain, injury. It just said groin. I didn't feel like digging deeper on that one. Gro- with a groin. And uh, Pat Vileka... I only know him from his time with the Rockies and not being good there. Uh, he has been filling in at shortstop for Freddie Galvis, and he is one for 14 on the season. I think that that's an 067 batting average, so so not a big threat with the bat. Um, and also, I, I went over to Fangraphs, looked up their WRC pluses, and again, small sample sizes for sure for Pat Vileka. I'm not trying to throw uh, shade at it. Why am I not throwing shade at I should throw shade at somebody today. Brian Gorman, I don't like you still, even though you had an okay strike zone tonight. <laughs> Um, but, uh, Freddie Galvis, he has a 121 WRC plus and with 100 being league average, he is 21% above league average. And, uh, Pat Vileka on the other hand, in his 14 at bats has a negative 34. So, uh, he is 134% below league average. He has not been good with the bat is what I'm saying. And that is if we're seeing Pat Vileka instead of Freddie Galvis. That is a 155 percentage point swing. And uh, that could be a huge difference for a lineup that already doesn't have a lot of... It has some pop, but it's not a very good lineup overall. And that could be a huge difference maker in like Friday's game against John Means when Jesus Luzardo is shutting down the Orioles, but they still need to scratch across a couple of runs. Uh, having not Freddie Galvis in there could be a huge uh, benefit for the A's. So I uh, just wanted to pass all that stuff along, but that is all that I got for you guys today. Uh, if you still want more sports podcasts, you can get all of the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. He still hasn't reached out to me, but he will. I have faith that Peter Bukowski will become my friend by the end of the season, and I will be a regular guest on Locked On Today. It'll happen. And uh, just to make sure that you catch my appearance on the Locked On Today podcast, make sure to follow the podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. But that is it for me today, A's fans. So until next time, stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks, and I will talk you tomorrow.